Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. It's that time. Let's go. Last rankings. Oh, <laughs> spicy. Uh, pretty <laughs> You've come so far, and now you're yelling to Tom Brady, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have – this is the last rankings. Are we going to do one next week because of the All-Star game? I don't know. It's up to it you. It would be on the same day as, like, Home Run Derby. I don't know if much would change. I mean, there's, what, two more series? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I there was a lot would change, yeah. Yeah, true, true. But, yeah, it's um, – Anyway, so we'll we'll figure that out when the time comes. But right now, it's time to rank. And I was the first. I don't think. Well, I'm just looking. I have a I have a preview. This is sort of like it was embargoed. Your yeah. your rankings, as you before you reveal them. I don't think. Do you have anybody new on this list from last week? There's two new ones. Oh, teams wait. that have been on in the past, but they yeah, but not from last week. Couple. No. All right, I think I think maybe I've seen them. Okay. Anyway, yeah. wow, what a tease. Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Number ten. Yeah. So number ten, they weren't ranked last week. This is one of the new ones. Is the uh, the Houston Astros? They're forty six and thirty eight, four and two since the last ranking, six and four in the last ten. They took two of three from the Rangers and the Cardinals. Taking two of three from the Rangers, I felt. Gave them enough credibility to put them at ten. They're they're another tricky team because I don't know they're they're very much like a lot of these teams like the Yankees and the Blue Jays as well, where it's like it's hard to know whether I'm going to put them in or keep them out the next week because they're just kind of teeter tottering on like good, but like record wise good, but overall probably not 
performing as well as some of the other teams. So, yeah, you don't sound too super excited about the Astros being number ten. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what to make of them, and I know that their GM was saying at the deadline they're gonna they're gonna try to package some of their outfield help for I think some starters or something. I forget. Well, exactly. they, yeah, they've got a lot of injuries in their their, their pitching. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, listen, I you 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 didn't really sell that one, but um <laughs> what are you going to do? What is who yeah. was the uh who was the one who was the one outside? Who was number 11? Yeah, yeah so 10. the three or actually it was like I had like four that I was considering for number 10. The Giants who fell out, fell out of my rankings after being number 6 last week, which is kind of shocking. That's actually the second week in a row I put a team in number 6 and they fell out, so I don't know what that says about number 6. You might want to be scared if you're at number 6. Oh, yeah. And then the uh the Blue Jays, the Yankees and the Phillies, they've all kind of the top 3 with the Giants, the Blue Jays and the Yankees have all had average weeks. The Phillies are on the up and up, but I decided to put the Astros in over them even though the Phillies because they only took one of three from the Nats, which kind of affected me putting them in cuz the Nats are pretty crappy. Well, but, Pablo one already sent his list and and the Phillies are number 1, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. um, uh all right, number 9. Yep, so number nine. This is the second week in a row they're at number nine. I probably could have bumped them up, but I left them at number nine for now. But they're on fire. It's the Cincinnati Reds, 45 and 39. They're four and one since the last ranking, six and four in the last ten. They took two of three from the Orioles and the Padres, both of whom are good teams. Obviously, the Padres are underperforming right now, but the Orioles are still high up on my board, even though they've had a bit of a rough week. But the Cincinnati Reds are just on fire. And I, I was looking the other day. They have some of the best rookies in the league. Like, you could probably – have an internal race just in their clubhouse for rookie of the year with some of these guys they got. So McLean, Ellie De La Cruz, Steer, um, Steer, and then um Williamson and Abbott. Yeah. Abbott, Abbott. yeah, yeah. Pitchers. Yeah. 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 So. It's yeah, and, and the good thing is too, I've noticed they're actually getting people to come to the park. That yeah. was the thing I was like wondering because when Ellie De La Cruz get called up, everyone was screaming, yelling Still, you're sitting at like 19,000, but I think they sold out the games and partly because of big, there was a lot of stuff going on in Cincinnati. I think Friday night there was a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was, yeah, which was, I think somebody had a great photo of, from the Taylor Swift concert at the football stadium and with the fireworks going off in the background, the Reds winning. Yeah, she so, was she was playing like a slow entrance to her song, and they have fireworks going off. I love it. This one, it was kind of yes. Baseball always always takes priority <laughs> over over Taylor Swift. Yeah, uh, let it be said, let it be done. All right, number eight. This is a number eight. They had a rough week. It's the Miami Marlins. They're still forty eight and thirty seven, still outperforming anybody's expectations coming into the year. They're three and three since the last ranking, six and four in the last ten. They got swept by their Braves, but they swept the Red Sox. So pretty a, a pretty wild week. Obviously, the Braves literally, I feel like they haven't lost in the entire month of June. We now flipped it to July, and it doesn't seem like it's changing anytime soon. And then the Red Sox are a team that they just they just swept the Blue Jays. So they're also a good team. So it was just a weird week for the, the Marlins because they got the highest of highs by sweeping the Red Sox, and then they get swept by the Braves. So you don't really know. I, I have a new respect after being around the Marlins for a few days. I have a new respect for the Marlins. Like yep. just, number one, I think they're a good team. Number two, you know, they have good pitching. They have like a, a, a good lineup with guys that, you know, like you know are going to get the job done. And I like their manager. I like Skip Schumacher a lot. I mean, you just never know how a guy's going to translate. But he's bringing – he obviously was with the Cardinals forever. 
he he has a good way about him. Um, I was actually in the dugout. We were getting, we were waiting, waiting for Schumacher, and all of a sudden he comes running in. Towels, towels, we need towels. It was uh, when Guriel got hit in the face with a ground ball. Oh, everyone's sprinting out there. Um, yeah. So anyway, there's a little scene setter for you, but yeah. it's, it, but, but I also, the other thing I like about the Marlins and is that is how they've made some really ballsy trades and it's paid off. Yeah. Uh, arise Pablo Lopez, right? Of course. Uh, AJ Puck, uh, JJ Blade. Yeah. And then, um, going back a little bit, Jazz Chisholm, Zach Gallon. Yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, those a lot of teams won't make that trade because they're paralyzed by exactly, and those are um, especially the gallon one. I mean, talk about working out for both sides. I mean, you get a really big star when he's on the field and Jazz Chisholm, and then obviously Gallon could be the All Star starter this year for the NL, and he's just been incredible. So, yeah, really but I mean, I think that maybe the ballsiest one of them all is is the AJ Puck one because. You trade as as much as JJ Blade is made, you know, oh well, it's a little bit underperforming. He was a yeah. number four overall pick in the draft. Yeah. And you're trading him for a guy in AJ who, as he said on the podcast, he was just gonna be a, a guy in the Oakland rotation. Right. Exactly. It, was, it wasn't like yeah. you're trading for the closer for the A's. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden now he's like a, one of the best closers in baseball, pretty much. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible because he's always been like at the cusp of being a really good player and living up to, you know, his draft stock. And Blade coming out of the draft, I mean, they were talking about him like he was going to be the next big thing in baseball and hasn't worked out for him so far. But, I mean, he still has a lot of time. But Puck has become insanely good. So. You, you're speaking of which, you know who, you know, we go back and, and we had, you know, you did a good, great job of, of highlighting all the all-stars who have been on the podcast. The guy who isn't an all there's a few guys who we've talked to who aren't on the all-star team who maybe should be. And yeah. one guy jumps to mind. I really was hoping like Mickey Moniak would find his way there. Yeah, I know. He, he was like he's such an interesting story to me. A number one overall pick. A number one overall pick. Yeah. And finally, like he's tearing it up now. And not to mention that he's in the outfield with Hunter Renfro, who's a very underrated player. And then you got Mike Trout, who's an all-time player. So, I mean, he's in the outfield. He's got to live up to those guys, too. Not to mention live up to the number one overall pick, you know. Uh, right. I know. On him, so. By the way, is, so speaking of the overall pick, we should do something on it. I know we're going to do something draft-related. Yeah. But you had put up a graphic about uh, the two guys that won two picks, the Pirates and the Nationals. Who's going to go yeah. one, two? And I had quote tweeted it saying this might be the best one versus two conversation in any league's draft in a long, long time. Definitely. And I can't. Am I wrong? I mean, no, I think- because there's been. I mean, in the leagues this year, there's been a clear top three. Like in the NBA, there was Wen Banyama, there was Scoot Henderson, and there was Brandon Miller. Yeah, but Yambayama, where nobody was gonna. Like, That's what was, I'm saying. Yeah. There was like a clear top three, but there was none. There was no debate over it. It was like this guy's gonna go one, this guy's gonna do two. Whereas the MLB draft this year, it's like either guy could go one and two, and the teams would probably be just as happy, you know. So yeah, and, and even the NFL wasn't like. If it put it this way, if it's not a usually it's a this quarterback's going to go first, exactly, like this, or there's like a confluence of t- 
offensive lineman nobody cares about. So it's <laughs> like you know, it's but it's but this is to me when you yeah, I I, I think it's something we should dig in a little bit more on. Now yeah, anyway, number seven, what do you got? So number seven, they haven't been ranked for a while because they've kind of just been, I don't know, they've they a lot like the rest of the NL Central, even though there's a lot of promising teams there, they've kind of just been like just over 500, not really doing much, but it's the Milwaukee Brewers, 45 and 39, four and two since the last ranking, seven and three in the last 10, took two of three from the Pirates who have been coming on a little lately, and the Guardians who I really, I think they might end up winning the AL Central. I know it's really kind of a, a crapshoot at this point because the Twins and the Guardians don't exactly have the best records. But, I mean, those are two pretty solid teams that they took two of three from in both series. So I think they're a good team. They just, I don't know, they need to start putting things together. I know Yelich is showing out, but some of their young guys are underperforming. So if they can actually step up, then they could be a really good team. Yeah, it's it's the, uh, the, the two central divisions are nutty, but it's... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even yeah, I mean, even the Cubs. I mean, you can. It, this is this, this. Everyone talks about the trade deadline. It yep. literally, you can't. The the Chapman thing was such an outlier. It was such an outlier. I think because exactly. of you have these teams in the Central, like the, who are, who are kind of in it, you have to wait till the very last minute. I gotta think. Yeah, exactly. Like the, with the Cubs, I mean, they have. Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger, who probably a lot of teams would covet at the deadline, and they're kind of going to wait until last minute because they're technically still in it because you got the Brewers, you got the Reds, you got the Pirates. Um, but, I mean, they could still outmatch all of those teams. They just get on a good hot streak. So Yeah, well, well, we'll see. I think that I thought that chat – I couldn't – looking at that Chapman deal – I, yeah. I know why the Rangers did it because they're like, holy crap, this is this is all we have to give up. Yeah, I know. And I know that it's like Chapman's like at the end of one year deal and and free, but the whole goal of anything like that is to get a player, get player or players who are going to be youthful. And you know, you you have a guy who's eighteen years old who signed a ten thousand dollar signing bonus, which suggests exactly. that he isn't like a premier. Maybe he'll work out, but he's eighteen years old. Exactly. And then you have another guy who was in the first round, but you know it's been s- since 2016. And by the way, every time he's been in the major leagues, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, and the thing with that is too with the Cole Raggins guy. I think that's how you say his name. I'm gonna botch that, but it's like all you can hope for out of him at the end of the day is that he'd become like an Aroldis Chapman out of the bullpen. So you're getting a guy now that you just would pray that this guy became. Yeah, so. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, but. Yeah, I, I don't even know if that's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Um, here we go. Number five. No, no, no. Number number six. six. Oh, the the, uh, <laughs> the the Bermuda Triangle of your of your picks. Number six. Yes. Number six up from number eight last week is the LA Dodgers. They're forty six and thirty seven, three and three since the last rankings. So they haven't had the best time, but I mean they're still doing solid. Six six and uh, four since the in the last ten. They took one of three from the Royals and two of three from the Rockies. So they haven't exactly been facing the toughest of competition, but they're just a team that no matter who goes down, they manage to have somebody in their farm system to call up like, oh, don't worry, Dustin May went down. Oh, don't worry, this guy went down. We got Emmett Sheen and, and Bobby Miller to come up to replace them. Oh, don't worry, Gavin Lux went down in the preseason or uh, in the uh, spring training. Don't worry, we got Miguel Rojas to just replace his spot. So it's they're just so good at at finding replacements. Do they win the division as well? Do they win the division? I don't know. It's it's a tricky. It's a it's tricky not a good answer because they they have such a good track record of doing it that I'm, I'm 
I'm very confident that they could, but the defense, D-backs are just so consistently good that it's, it's you, really you hard. Literally, you literally didn't against. answer my question. <laughs> I, I just said all I, of what you said. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pick the D-backs for now. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. go with the Fighting Lovellos. <laughs> and by the way, J.D. Martinez, first national commercial I've ever seen him on. Have, yeah. you, seen, have you seen this? Like I was watching the uh, – I think it was draft last night. And he was doing oh, really? some – the what is it called? The I don't even know the kind of shoes he's wearing. It's like these slip-on shoes. Oh, oh, it begins with an O. Yeah. Anyway, like JD, like he's not, I, I never seen him do a national commercial, but there you go. Yeah, he's in LA now. So he's, yeah, the board corporation, give him, give him, <laughs> getting some work. Uh, he's having a good year. That's, that's actually one guy I'm looking forward to seeing out in uh, the All-Star game. Yeah. All right, number five. Yeah, so number five, they've had a really rough week. I think I only bumped them down one, though, because there's been a rough week for pretty much every team in the two through eight range. Uh, it's the Baltimore Orioles. They're one and four since the last rankings, four and six in the last 10. They took one of three from the Twins and they lost a series to the Red. I think to the Reds, I think since last week, they played one of the games in the Red series and they played the entire Twin series. So I, that's kind of how it gets to one and four, but they've just had a rough week. And I know they're an outstanding team and um, they're going to continue being good because they're just they're to the brim with talent when it comes to the minor leagues who they can call up. So if at any point, let's say Aaron Hicks gets on a cold stretch or somebody else, they can just call up another bat. The only tricky thing is they're, they're kind of running low on pitching. So if they well, can that's the thing. More starting like, pitch, who are they going to yeah. get? Let's go. Let's go Orioles. Go all, go hard or go home. Yeah, exactly. L- Lucas Giolito. Go get yeah, it. Or Dylan Cease or something. They got yeah. so much in the in the minors that they could give up one of those guys, like Joey Ortiz. They're never going to do anything with him based on what they're doing right now. Trade him away and possibly get one of those guys. So Yeah, yeah. All right, number four. So number four is the Texas Rangers, up one from last week. Three and three since the last rankings, four and six in the last ten. Took one of three from the Astros, but two of three from the Tigers. So they've had a pretty good week. Obviously, I think the entire infield in the All-Star game is Texas Rangers, except for one position. I mean, the fans in Texas really showed out this time and getting all those guys in. And then plus they got Jonah Heim, or actually he was starting. They got a couple backups too. So yeah, really, Garcia, uh, right? Yeah. So it'll be like it'll be it'll, they'll basically just have the entire team playing fly to uh, Seattle for the All-Star game. There, I mean, there you go. Good for them. Good for yeah. them. The uh, what was it? The last I saw. So they had four starters. Yeah. And the can you name the last starter that the Rangers had in the All Star game before this year? No, not by all heart. right. Well, no, then you didn't lot. listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I know you do. Uh, Hunter Pence, two thousand nineteen. Oh right, he was the age. That was kind of a weird pick at the time, I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, you crazy. we're going to look back. There's plenty of weird picks in the All Star game. We can go through a list, <laughs> and there's yeah. some this year as well. All right, uh, number three. So number three is the D backs. I think my top three are the exact same from last week. They're fifty and thirty five. Three and three since the last range, five and five in the last 10. They took two of three from the Angels, one of three from the Rays. So they've had a little bit of a rough week, but I mean, they're just going to continue fighting. They're the fighting Lovellos. So I know. You know what we should do? <laughs> Never let them down. We should, we should do a halfway point awards. You yeah. know, because oh, I was thinking of like, what it, the reason I thought I was that, because I'm thinking of how can we. You have a reason to surface a picture of Tori Lovello wearing the baseball sports shirt. <laughs> yeah. 
But he would, but he, he would, uh, I guess, I mean, I'm trying to think who would be manager of the year so far. Yeah, I guess yeah. him or Schumacher are probably the main candidates. Yeah. Maybe David Bell, I guess, from the Reds for yeah. him. But I don't I'm, know. I'm going with Lovello. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good for them. Good for them. They need that. Oh, it's, they got to do something at the deadline, though. Yeah. They, uh, they just, they just scream. Yeah. Scream <laughs> like do something at the deadline. All right. Yeah. Number two. There's a number two is the Tampa Bay Rays. They still have the most wins in baseball, but they no longer have the least amount of losses. They're 57 and 30, three and three since the last rankings, five and five in the last 10. They took two from the D backs, only one from the Mariners. So, I mean, they're starting to show a few cracks in the armor, but at the end of the day, they're still probably the best team in the AL by a mile. But It's crazy, though. It's like how much, you know, here's another ranking we can do. Just th- the ideas are popping all over the place, Evan. The, um, <laughs> uh, the, the most important player for each team. And so, like, the reason yeah. I think of that is because, obviously, for the Yankees, like, there's not even a – and maybe it's like a power ranking, the most important players, period. Yeah. You know, so Judge would be at the top of the list. Like that whole team is completely different. And maybe like maybe Otani's oh, at the top of the list. But yeah. McClanahan's not that far off. Yeah. I mean, McClanahan is so good. And if you don't have him, if I just think that your whole idea of October changes. Yeah, if you don't have him going game one in any of the biggest series, you might already be down at one. So I mean, they, they have other good pitchers, but still, he's so good. He's yeah. such a difference maker. Exactly. Anyway, um, all right, number one. Yep, so number one, they now have, I guess, the best record in baseball. They need one more win to tie with the Rays for wins, but they got 27 losses, three less than the Rays. I think they played four uh, less games than the Rays, but – 5-0 and since the last rankings, 9-1 and last 10. It's the Atlanta Braves. They swept the Twins and the Marlins since the last rankings. Those are two. Twins, I think, are still currently leading the AL Century, even though it's a weak division. Marlins, obviously, we have a number eight and think I we have. So they're just making it look easy. And it's almost they're getting to the point where you start considering that whole Justin Turner thing. Like, are they making it look too easy where when they get to the postseason, it might become mm. a struggle because they've had it too easy. I don't know. Yeah, I, this it's a good question, but they're so diff- oh man, man, they're just their so offense. You look at the box score every night, and they have at least like twenty hits and five runs within like the first inning. It's crazy. Yeah, and and it, it, I, I I still marvel. And obviously, you have all like the extensions and stuff, but yeah. I marvel at really what they did in the Freddie Freeman thing. That's just so incredible. Like yeah. it, it, you talk about you, we talk about ballsy trades. It's like, okay, Freddie Freeman, most teams would be paralyzed by that. Exactly. And, and what they did, okay, yeah, you're going to go, we're going to trade for this guy. And <laughs> by the way, he's going to be so good that we're no, he, not only is he going to be good, we're going to sign him to a long-term extension, and he's going to be an MVP candidate in Matt Olson. Yeah. I mean, they it's, have MVP candidates like at every position. I yeah, according like to you, though, is – Acuna Jr. is just and we we talked about it, Evan. The voters yeah. got it so right. The voters did such a much better job than the players and coaches and managers. Definitely. They did. And yeah. and they did starting with the two guys that got the most votes in Otani Acuna Jr. Yeah. Very so, good. Yeah. So there you go. All right. You feel good about this one? I think so, yeah. I mean, I mean the fact that you're not turning it over a lot tells me that you're settling in. I think 
Uh, like, what are the Phillies? Where are the Phillies? Like, Phillies are. Yeah, I think if if I had to like put an eleven and twelve on there, they'd at least be twelve, if not eleven, because they're right on the cusp. I think I was a little influenced by their series loss to the Nationals, but they're they're a really good team and they're not going anywhere. So well, I think they're only getting up. better. And obviously, deadline, you know, if they're in it at all, Dombrowski's going to do something. Yeah. So, um, well, all right, well, there you go. Another another successful round of power rankings. Excellent yep. job. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.